On tonight's episode, we start to round out our 31 days of horror by looking at a franchise all about a mama's boy. I talk about the Friday the 13th from 1980. Hello and welcome to the Flixology Podcast, a podcast that looks at all forms of media, analyzes it, and dissects it. Rather be movies, television, music, and sometimes, if we feel fancy, literature. And we have finally made it this far through our 31 days of, how- of horror, where we are now talking about our franchise leading up to our big Freddy vs. Jason debate. I am your host, John, and tonight we are kicking it off with... Friday the 13th from 1980, directed by Sean S. Cunningham, starring Betsy Palmer, Adrian King, Harry Crosby, Laurie Bartram, Mark Nelson, Janine Taylor, Robbie Morgan, and Kevin Bacon. Basically, this movie is about a group of teenage camp counselors who are murdered one by one by an unknown killer while attempting to reopen an abandoned summer camp with a tragic past. Now, I feel like people in my age demographic who grew up in the 90s maybe late 80s and possibly people in the 80s have at least at one point seen a jason Foreys movie um especially my demographic around the age of 10 11 12 maybe 13 when a little film around my age of 12 jason x came came out and we are going to talk about jason x Basically, Jason's in space. Yeah. That's that's how ridiculous this franchise gets. Um, but I am a Jason fan. I am not going to lie. I'm actually a huge fan of Jason. Jason and Friday the 13th and all this was my first film horror franchise I ever got into. So I always have a little respect for this franchise. Because if I didn't get into this, I wouldn't have got into... Um, Ghostface, I wouldn't have gotten into Freddy, Michael, all of them. I, I, I have to hand it to this franchise. And I love this franchise, even with its ridiculousness and insane ideas, I still love it. Um, however, though, people always think Friday the 13th one is about Jason himself, when actually it's not about Jason. In this movie, and spoiler alert, if you haven't seen this movie, shame on you. Um, Basically, again, spoiler, um, this movie, the killer is Jason's mom, played by Betsy Palmer. Mrs. Voorhees, uh, first name Pamela, um, who basically is going around killing kids because Jason drowned in the lake, and while... The counselors were off having sex. She was like the cook or something. Her her baby died and she wanted revenge. And, you know, good for her. Somewhat. I don't think I would have taken it the route that she would have taken it. But I can't honestly, again, uh, argue logic with a horror movie. Um, of course, I think the biggest cast um celebrity in this in this bunch outside of betsy palmer is probably a young kevin bacon who probably has my favorite death in this movie it's so brutal and twisted and how it's done with the arrow getting stuck through his neck while he's lying down in bed after having sex i mean it's just so oh it's so so intense and everything um and, oh my god just thinking about it is just crazy to me um i mean this movie was also 
very inspired by um, Friday, uh, Halloween, which came out before this movie. And I feel like this is one of those things where Hall- where you can obviously tell Halloween was very, very inspired uh, by the market success and everything that it had. And it shows. We get it. Halloween was probably one of the greatest horror movie franchises to start around that time. And, um, you know, it is what it is with that. And Tom Savini did the makeup for this, which, you know, Tom Savini is probably one of the best Hollywood uh, visual effects makers that has ever been. Um, has that has ever been out there doing this kind of stuff? I, he, he does get so much praise, and his work shows how much praise he gets. He's done movies like this. He did Day of the, the Night of the Living Dead series. He even tried to direct the 1990 um, remake of Night of the Living Dead. While it's not the greatest version of that movie, it does have a very pre-Candyman Tony Todd in it. So I always recommend it just because he's. A little good in that movie. Just saying. Um, I think the the final girl in this movie, the one who lives, Adrian King, I thought she was good. I thought she did fine. And I kind of like her. I don't know. When she's running around after like going to town and being away from camp and seeing everyone's gone and whatnot, like, or just seeing like everyone's gone during this rainstorm and everything, like, it's insane to me. Um, you know, there's really not a whole lot going on here. I think the biggest thing to mention is we do get a little Jason. He comes out of the lake at the very end of the movie, drags the girl down, uh, Adrian King's character, down to the lake, and you have the suspenseful music, and then she wakes up in the hospital. And I really love, like, she's like, where's the boy? Where's the boy in the lake? We didn't find any boy. And he's still out there. And then it just goes from this hospital scene to the lake and it's like on cue with the music you see a ripple effect in the water and it fades to black yeah it's one of those type of movies you know it's a dumb slasher and around this time slasher films were getting um a lot of great recognition and love i mean i'm gonna mention their reviews later but Siskel and Ebert actually did a whole entire show talking about how insanely popular these movies are and how damaging these movies are to American society as a whole. You know, I have my thoughts on that. I don't want to get into it. If you really want to know, you can email me on the show and I'll tell you how you can reach out to me. But all in all, this movie is a masterpiece in the way that it sets up for Jason. It's not great with acting. The story's really dumb and it is a Halloween ripoff, but it does have like a little tiny baby step before we actually get into Jason Foreys and the hockey mask and the and the whole shebang and going to outer space and Leslie Jordan's in this franchise. Yes, Leslie Jordan. I mean, there's a lot I can say, obviously. All in all, I think this is one of those movies you can also skip. And here's why I say that. While the movies following this movie, with the exception of five, follow Jason 
all the way through. Every, um, the second, third, and fourth movies, and we'll talk about them because it does get annoying, always have a prologue recapping what happened in the last movie. And I'll probably mention it when I do Friday uh, the 13th Part 2, how they recap this. Because it's just talked about, and it's obvious, and... I feel like people who know Jason or know the mythos have somewhat an idea of what this movie's about. I remember having a poster of this hanging on my wall because I I grew up with this movie and everything. Like, it's just so known. It's so out there in mainstream media and there's always been a parody of Jason or Mom or everything. There's actually a YouTube comic out there where Jason never died. He becomes a camp counselor, and instead of killing people, he's helping people, but he, his mom's crazy trying to kill people because he's talking to girls, and he somehow stops it, or inadvertently, or whatever, and then he's talking to Michael Myers, and all this other stuff. I, I promise, this is real. It's fun to read, and they even have voice actors and do like a little motion comic thing. It's so much fun if you can find it. I think it's like Counselor Jason. I want to say. I could be wrong. I think you could go on YouTube and type in Camp Counselor Jason. And there will be the whole entire series right there. But if you're a fan of Jason and like a good parody, I, I recommend that. And honestly, as much as I have been saying this movie, you can skip it. I do have to recommend it. This movie does also... Um, set up for what is eventually known as the Jason saga and the Jason story and the Friday the 13th and everything. Again, I think you could skip this movie because the prologue is literally told in like the first four films of what happened and who he is. But all in all, you can also cast this one to the side and, and just use it as like a baby step for whatever. Um, but that is going to be my review... Of Friday the 13th. Now, before I go, I do want to mention that Gene Siskel called this movie one of the most despicable... He called the director one of the most despicable creatures ever to invest in the movie business. And then they spent... Siskel and Ebert spent, as I mentioned, spent an entire episode of the TV show berating the film because they felt it would make audience root for the killer. These movies that would make the... Um, audience root for the killer because they know there's going to be sequels and there's no this this going to be have money made like everything is set up that way everything is so set up that way and it's shown and i hate to say it they're right eventually we do cheer for jason eventually we do cheer for freddy but it's the the thought that everyone thought we were going to turn into homicidal maniacs which back in 1980 sure i get it i've seen some of the other um, 1980s slashers and I like them even though they're borderline insanity but it's the ones like this with Jason, Freddy and all the others that keep me coming back to it and that is going to be my review as always if you want to get in contact with us please send us an email at flixologypodcast at gmail.com or check us out on Instagram at Flixology Podcasts. And as always, please like, please subscribe, and please write a review, and please spread the show word of mouth. That's how we get it out there. Now join us tomorrow 
where I talk about, guess what? Friday the 13th Part 2. And we talk about Baghead Jason. The Jason's actual first appearance as a killer in this series. Is this movie worth watching? I don't know. I'll let you know tomorrow. So tune in tomorrow as we talk about Friday the 13th Part 2. And as always, this is the Flixology Podcast. I'm your host, John. Take it easy.